Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. Welcome everyone now to the host, Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey, and today we have a little Week 14 instant reaction to all the Sunday games. Only one game left, Patriots-Dolphins tomorrow night, so we're going to go through all the top performances in Week 14, all the disappointments. And Jeff, was your Sunday a disappointment, or was it any good? To tell you the truth, I will find out tomorrow. I feel like every single one of my playoff appearances hinges on tomorrow night, Monday night football game. Uh, it, it could go either way. I could be very happy and possibly move forward in three of the four playoffs, or who knows, maybe I will end up biting it on all four it, it's been an emotional day <laughs> how about you how has your playoff run gone i'm gonna move on in let's see out of four leagues i should move on in two of them this week but the one that really matters i'm gonna looks like i'm gonna t- i took a loss here tonight by not starting tennessee titans defense over cincinnati and that's gonna be the downfall of my season it's always kind of a disappointment when you can actually make a move that would have changed everything for you <laughs> That's that has to be the worst way to lose. I'd rather just have lost and had it. I had would could have had no effect on the outcome. You know what I mean? But nope, change around the defense, play somebody else, and I would have got a victory. Right, looking at your bench and a possible move you were going to make, and realize, oh man, that would have changed things a little bit. It's always a rough one, and it's always tough because there's always going to be well, not always, but a lot of time there's someone on your bench that you see that scored a lot more. But, you know, in your head, you're kind of like, oh, I would have never played that person. But if it's like a kicker, a defense, or perhaps like you switched them out the last second, it's the worst. You can't get over that. Yeah, but I guess, I don't know. I guess I'll wait till next year on that one. But, hey, looks like in the listener leagues, we should be in two of the championships. So that'll be fun. And I got two more leagues next week that I'm still alive in. Well, actually, one of them is I'm out of the playoffs already. It's just a toilet bowl. But, hey, got got a chance at a championship, but like three championships yet, so... All right, let's talk about some of these players for today. How about, let's start it off with, I don't know, Jeff, let's talk about Jordan Howard and how he did today. How do you feel about that game? Oh, God. Well, okay, talk about one of these guys that's on my bench. So, <laughs> Jordan Howard was going to be a flex spot, and not to commiserate with me too much, but I was obviously playing Kamara that got injured right away, so that killed. Um, but um, Howard did very, very well. So well, in fact, that uh, what he scored, 27.5 points, the two touchdowns, 147 yards against Cincinnati, who has, you know, done well in the past. And Jordan Howard coming off of three out of four weeks, just really poor performances, never got over 15 touches. They handed the ball to him 23 times, and I missed out on him. But hopefully everyone else did not because he looked really, really good. Yeah, it's kind of surprising. I did not expect it because – Chicago's offense had been so poor the last few weeks. Howard had not shown much of anything the last two weeks at all. And then this comes up, which I guess he's had a couple of these big games this year, so you just never know when it's going to happen with Jordan Howard. But I guess this is part of the whole you don't sit your <laughs> you don't sit your star players kind of a thing, you know? It it sometimes it'll backfire on you if when you you do start them and they don't do anything, but man, I think this just adds to that whole idea that you keep playing those kind of guys yeah and 
I mean, speaking of that, we could probably go down a laundry list of players that, you know, people were asking us, should they sit, should they start? You know, people that have kind of been proven throughout the year that have done really, really well. And I would say the majority of the time, they even going against a, you know, a good defense, they still put up numbers. And uh, I don't want to jump around too much, but one of those is a guy that you had, and that's Russell Wilson, which a lot of people asked us about. He looked very poor for about the first half but he still managed to put up big numbers once again. Yeah, I mean, that's he's part of the whole theory of you just start your guys like that. I was I was honestly never terribly concerned with starting him. I wasn't happy about the matchup, but, I mean, he did throw three picks. Jacksonville does have a great defense, but Russell Wilson just makes things happen and ended up with a pretty decent game out of it. So, I mean, you just can't sit a guy like Russell Wilson. And, you know, a lot of people did, I think. There was... The whole, we put a post up about Alex Smith versus Russell Wilson, and quite a few people went with Alex Smith on that. I think the majority did. So, and I understand yeah. where they're coming from. He his numbers for the year look really good, but he has been trailing off, and and you paid the price if you did start him uh, this week. And then some other guys. Let's just go through some of the list. We don't have to go with a lot of these guys like Le'Veon Bell, thirty point five. I mean, does another great game. He gets thirty four point five total points. In standard, and that's only with 48 rushing yards. The guy doesn't need rushing yards to do as well as he does. And just that's another great performance for him. And he's going to win a lot of people league championships again. You get Bell on your team and you can win a championship, you know. <laughs> when you get three touchdowns, you can get them all receiving too. Tough to stop him. How about some other guys that were more surprising then? Got a little list here. There's about three running backs that kind of really – no one expected to do anything today that showed up. Jonathan Stewart with 16 carries, 103 yards, three touchdowns. Rod Smith had 100, and let's see here, 160 total yards and two touchdowns. And then even Jamal Williams, he got two touchdowns. He had over 100 and about 130 yards, total yards, even with Aaron Jones coming back, who really wasn't active. So how many of those guys did you start, Jeff? Maybe Jamal Williams? Yeah, uh, well, right now I wish I had him on my team, but you know those are such afterthoughts for me. I don't think I think I heard that Jonathan Stewart that was his first three touchdown game he's ever had. I might be wrong on that, but it, and it just shows you like who's starting Rod Smith, who's starting Jonathan Stewart. Uh, Jamal Williams is probably a you know a a play like a flex play maybe, but a, a lot of these guys probably you know aren't even on a playoff team and they just blew up today, and you just never know. I mean, same thing with you could go even farther down the list, and Theo Riddick really showed up. Um, Buck Allen had a really nice game. Uh, so, man, I mean, it. You know, there's there was definitely guys out there that that went above and beyond this week. It was it was it was a frightening, frighteningly high scoring uh, fantasy playoff week. What about Jamal Jamal Williams here now? The last three games in standard scoring: twenty five point five, eighteen point three, twenty three point eight. I mean. That's pretty impressive, right there. That's a really impressive three-game stretch. Yeah, it, it really is. And I guess I'm wondering what changed because even the two games before that, besides for the fact he got into the end zone, uh, you know, the two weeks before that, he still got 20 carries and 18 carries, very, very, very large workloads, and he only got 7.4 points, 9.5 compared to that. Uh, the next three games, 21 carries, 21 carries, 15. You know, not not anything really differently, but he got it done in in a big way. You know, going over a hundred yards. You know, is it 
Was it the receiving that is changing it? I think just it it shows that that Green Bay running back spot is just valuable. It pretty much is whoever they plug in there does well. I mean, Ty Montgomery, we we thought Ty Montgomery was just, you know, a good, really good player, and that's why he was putting up the numbers he was. But he threw Aaron Jones in there, and Aaron Jones did the same thing. He threw Jamal Williams in there, Jamal Williams does the same thing. I mean, I, it just doesn't feel, it doesn't seem like it matters to me. It doesn't matter who the guy is there, and this is all, this is without Aaron Rodgers in there. It's just they seem to, they're somehow they're using these guys right to put up these big numbers. It, I, I don't understand it quite, but it's been impressive. And the next week, we might see Aaron Rodgers back out there. They've, they're seven and six, so they are in the playoff hunt. And this is perfect time for Rodgers to come back. Then uh, that that is my question, though. Obviously, he's had three big weeks in a row. People are going to want to play him. If Aaron Rodgers does come back next week, as we think that is going to happen, does that hurt Jamal Williams' uh, fantasy value? No, I don't think so at all. I think they might even lean on him a little bit. I don't know if they want to just go too crazy with Rodgers right away, but I mean they will. He'll throw the ball around, but. I think Williams would be just as used, just as heavily right now. I don't think you can I, – honestly, I think it might even just be better for him. might be a better option than it was going to be, except for the fact that they're playing at Carolina, which is a tough game. So that might be something to watch out for. Carolina's been kind of tough. Yeah, and we just saw what Carolina did today. Yeah, Carolina, they shut down Latavius Murray today. I mean, Murray didn't do much of anything against Carolina today, and he had been having some big games coming you know, in a row there, and he only had 9 for 14 today. And then McKinnon at 7 for 46, so just not much going for Minnesota against Carolina. So, I don't know, Williams might might have trouble in that way, but Aaron Rodgers opens everything up. So, I really do hope he's back. I would be interested to see how that looks with him out there. And if it, I mean, shoot, maybe he brings Jordy back from the dead. Yeah, that would definitely be an upside. You would think that he would immediately, you know, come back and at least show signs of life compared to what he's been doing lately. Yeah, I think so. I mean, he's. I think you put him in your lineup. I don't think you – if you have him, I think you just go start him. If Aaron Rodgers is back, you just expect something big to happen out of it. And All right. Some of these other guys today. A lot of these – some of these – Todd Gurley, another great game. Don't really have to go too much into it. DeAndre Hopkins had just a monster game, 11 for 149 and two touchdowns. It seems like it doesn't matter who the quarterback is for him right now. So this is more of a next year thing with Watson. Watson Hopkins might be our number one. I don't know. He's going to battle with Antonio Brown, who I guess maybe not because Brown, eleven for two thirteen tonight, two hundred and thirteen yards. <laughs> oh my gosh! Both of those guys are playing on another planet. I, I, you watch these games and you don't understand how they can get open on every single play. It, it really is a, a thing of beauty. I, I could. <laughs> I mean, especially the. Uh, I mean, Hopkins was just ridiculous, right? But watching Antonio Brown just dissect the defense, um, every single play, not even doing it, not even getting into the end zone. I mean, I don't know. At some point, you got to think that he might be the, I don't know, best player to have in the NFL. Just because the way they use him, he, he might be the most important player on that team. And that's saying a lot because they do have Big Ben and obviously they do have Le'Veon Bell. But I feel like every time they get in trouble – you know, Roethlisberger knows where he's going to go, and he just throws it up to him. And sure enough, he just trusts that Brown is going to be open underneath the ball. Uh, it's just unbelievable. Yeah, it's just, I mean, he had 18 targets today. Just he's so good. He continues to be. <laughs> it is. It's it's crazy how what what he's been doing. And 
for sure. Brown and Hopkins are one, two next year at wide receiver for me, without a doubt. It's, it's not even a, the way they both been playing They're They're, I mean, Brown's number one receiver, obviously, but Hopkins is right behind him now. That's going to be some good receivers. It's going to be interesting to see if we decide to draft any of those guys over some of the running backs out there next year. Cause there's, it's going to be, there's going to be in a lot of, uh, it's going to be like Brown versus like Fournette type debates out there, you know, in that kind of range and Hopkins, we'll see what goes on Fournette. Had another, had a solid game. We got a touchdown, 101 yards today. So not bad. How about the other, one of the other rookies here, Kareem Hunt actually stepped up and played pretty well. Finally, again, this is nice to see from Hunt. And maybe that's the fact that he had 25 carries that kept giving him the ball this time. And look, he's able to get 19.8 standard scoring points. Yeah, one he finally broke out of his slump. He finally got a touchdown since, what, week three or something. Um, but obviously, as you know, since you're a Kelsey owner, a, a lot of that happened because, you know, they got all the way down to the one-yard line and then they had to punch it in. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what to expect from this guy moving forward. You think that they, you know, it seems like they do better when they give him the ball a lot. But um, it was kind of a fluky game by Alex Smith. Uh, I think we were talking about before, but two touchdowns were kind of called back. One of them put on the one. So even though Kareem Hunt had a, a wonderful thing, and hopefully you played him, um, I don't know what what do you see for moving forward. He does have uh, the Chargers and then Miami. Do you think he's a must play um, at least the next two weeks? The Chargers are going to be tough. They've been pretty decent on defense lately, but. I think if you have Kareem Hunt, in most cases, you should play him. It, I would, it would have to be a pretty stacked running back group to not play him. I believe. So I think, I think he's in your lineup. But at the worst, he's your flex play. And if if he gets this kind of volume, he's going to make it. He's going to be decent enough. I'm not going to say he's going to look great, but I think he's going to be good enough that he should be in your lineup. That's, I'd, I'd be sticking with him. All right, let's see. Some other guys here. There's a lot of random names on the list today. <laughs> Don't have to go up there. The terrible, you know, a lot of fantasy value. Like Trey Burton, two touchdowns today in Zach Ertz's absence, which was. I was going to say, that's a, yeah, that's a, an important one, though. I mean, it just shows you. And, yeah, we don't know what happened to Wentz with his injury yet. Um, but... Looks like it's probably the ACL, but. Yeah, that's what they're saying. I mean, but... it's, it's, yeah, there's. There's nothing official yet, but we'll find I mean, out. Yeah, I mean, if that happens, you we're gonna have to relook at the entire Philadelphia offense, really. Yeah, it's gonna be tough because I mean, Nick Foles, he he's not the worst backup quarterback you could have out there. I mean, he's had a good. No, he looked he looked fine, but he's not he's not Wentz. You know what I mean, like the the throws he was putting on, especially his tight ends, like every tight end in that offense is worthwhile if they're going to play as he showed with Burton and Selick but um or I'm sorry Burton and uh whoever else was the guy on oh uh yeah Selick I'm sorry there's two Selicks on here I was looking at um yeah both of them I mean he's throwing just dimes to these guys and they're just they're barely open and he's finding a way to get them the ball uh that game possibly besides for maybe the snow game was the funnest one to watch because it really just showed off everyone um I mean Obviously, Wentz was freaking amazing. Uh, you saw how they used, you know, Jeffrey, how he had that great catch in the end zone, Aguilar, the tight ends, and then Gurley on the other side, uh, just ripping off 10-yard runs whenever it felt like it. But 
Uh, anyway, getting back to the <laughs> the point as I go rambling on. But the, the tight end situation this week was very, very funny to watch because it was kind of a feast or famine, and a lot of the big names weren't up top this time around. Yeah, there really, really isn't. Without I me, mean, I guess without Gronk and without Ertz, how many big names are there, I guess? It's Kelsey, who I mean, he did decent, but then Jimmy Graham was shut out, which just is a zero for J- Jimmy Graham today. That was terribly disappointing, and then... It's just the tight end position is right now. There's not many guys. Yeah, I mean, there's only, what, six guys that went to double digits in tight end land, and they were Trey Burton, who if you started him, that would have been amazing. Jared Cook, Garrett Selleck for Sam Fran, Hunter Henry, Adam Shaheen, and then Kyle Rudolph. So, I mean, <laughs> I mean it's such a grab bag. It really is. It's a... <laughs> I don't know. It's it's gonna be interesting for next year, the strategy behind tight end. Like, are you we actually gonna have to pay for a tight end to guarantee yourself one of those top guys? Is that what we got to look at next year? I mean, I guess. I mean, the the question is, even if you pay for someone, are you guaranteeing yourself? So, I mean, you look at the list right now, right? And and yeah, if you if you paid for Kelsey, you know, you got seven point four points. You would have been fine. You would have been happy with that. And then obviously Gronk will probably be Gronk as long as he's healthy because he was suspended. But other than that, I mean, it's been so up and down with everyone. Do you feel, I mean, unless you do, unless you are willing to pay for Kelsey or Gronk or, you know, even Ingram, what do you have, five points today? I mean, I almost think the the better way to go is just not pay for anyone and just try to stream because I feel like even if you spend that money, you know, you're not guaranteeing yourself anything. Yeah, I probably won't spend yet. I still don't like doing it, but uh, one of those guys up though, like Kelsey or Gronk. That's I mean, really, that's might be about it. Ertz. That's <laughs> other than that, there's just not. There really isn't another good option. Yeah. All right, some of the other guys here. Not really too many others to talk about. Maybe Dee Westbrook, five for eighty-one and touchdown. Keeps looking good. Yeah, it was a good call by you. I'm. I'm I was pleasantly surprised when I was I was watching him. He looked he looked pretty good out there, and it's not like Bortles is anything too special. So the fact that he's getting open and getting the ball, you know, it definitely shows uh, the the talent this guy has to be able to do that as a rookie. And it, hey, if you had followed our whole trade Russell Wilson for Dak Prescott advice a few weeks back for this playoff round, it actually would have worked out. Yeah, paid dividends. You know, if you were able to get Dak and a player for Russell Wilson, it actually was the right call. Dak had a pretty solid game. So, all right. Now some of the disappointing players here, Jeff. How about, I don't know, there's a few of them out there. Mike Evans. Like, how bad has he been lately? Yeah, I mean, yeah, he just never recovered after he had that suspension. And, you know, you it's very difficult to sit a guy with that amount of talent. But, you know, I thought it was weird how he wasn't targeted near as much even when Jameis Winston came back. Um, and it just continued this game. So I, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's one of those things. As he's a very scary individual to start at the moment. But, I mean, I mean, you have him. Even after this one, if you went to the next round in your playoffs, would you bench him or would you play him? It starts, I, I probably still throw him in the lineup. But these last few weeks, I mean, Let's see, even let's start with week eight. He had six, and then he had one point three, then he was suspended, then nine point two, seven point eight, three point three, two point five. Hasn't had a touchdown since week seven. Hasn't had a hundred yard game all season. Doesn't have more than seven catches in a game. 
just all around. That's if you if this is any other player, you really you look at these numbers. You wouldn't you wouldn't hesitate to you know, put him on your bench. Man, it's, it's just it's rough. I don't I don't know, but I mean it depends on your team situation. Really, it depends on what you have on your on your team. And if you if you're in a two wide receiver league, though, I very easily can see situations where he's on your bench. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of wide receivers stepping up. I mean, I would obviously I would have a hard time benching him myself, but at the same time, I, I can see a place where you're like, hey, it's just for one week. This is playoff time. I have to know, like, I have to feel good about my my pick, and saying I, I like a different matchup better. I, I mean, I I get that. Some of the other disappoint another disappointing wide receiver, Robbie Anderson, didn't do much today, and now Josh McCown is hurt, with a broken hand. So I'm not sure we can expect a lot from Robbie Anderson next week with most likely Bryce Petty at quarterback. I just, I guess I don't know what we can expect and I don't, probably don't trust it. So he's probably back to my bench. Yeah, I would say that definitely with the backup coming in, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't trust him at all. Uh, I would have to believe that you have someone better that you can start in his place. He has been wonderful all year, but, you know, like any other wide receiver, you see even with Jordy Nelson, you put in a different and usually worse uh, definitely worse <laughs> in this case, uh, quarterback, and you know they just really don't stand a chance. So I would I would very much uh, recommend not starting Anderson next week. Yeah, it, I mean I I don't Bryce Petty hasn't shown me anything obviously in the NFL yet to play him, so I'm going to just stay away. All right, any other major disappointments for you today? Maybe Kirk Cousins didn't really do too much. Yeah, he kind of broke my heart today. I was hoping he could put up at least one more touchdown just to keep that game going. Uh, you know, <laughs> I mean, I, I think it was even more for for selfish reasons because, first of all, I had Cousins starting in a couple of mine, which put me in a hole. But the other reason is they got behind by so much that I was starting Rivers and Hunter Henry and Keenan Allen and other ones. And then they took all those guys out when they got up by too much. So it capped what I was able to get. So Cousins, you hurt me doubly today. Yeah, he did. And <laughs> I mean, the Chargers defense, I didn't expect that was going to be something that we would have to watch out for to be, you know, worried about going against in this season. Just yeah, where do the Chargers come from? They're all of a sudden a good football team. I don't, they're seven and six now, but they've been playing pretty well. So it's just this year to me, I don't know if this feels different than before, but. I feel like I don't know anything right now. There's so much it changes week to week. The some of the lineup decisions we're having to come up with are just crazy to me. It's like I I don't I honestly don't know. Like I said, you could literally throw these names in a hat and you'd probably have just as good of a shot at picking the right guy who's going to score the most points this week. You know, it's just a crazy time right now. Yeah, yeah, and things. I mean, you you, uh, you saw it today. Uh, I think Demarius Thomas is a very good example of this. Right, he's he's a big name, but he really hasn't done a whole lot. They've been struggling to pass the ball. Comes out, has a wonderful game, touchdown, almost a hundred yards. You know, everyone kind of completely forgot about him. Uh, I mean, it, and then you also have a guy, you know, that actually scored more than Tyler Lockett that hasn't done anything all year, but obviously he's on that wonderful offense. So there's there's a lot of guys that went out and scored, but you know, you're also looking at a kind of consistency as well right so you're looking at the the other side of the coin someone like Keenan Allen didn't get a touchdown but it's his fourth game in a row of of receiving over 100 yards like he's been killing it and he did it with only six receptions so I know that it's very very uh kind of 
it's kind of easy to look at these and, and think that, uh, you know, you're not sure who to start or, or maybe you want to go with your gut and, and try to start someone like Tommy Lee Lewis, who had another good game, but, um, or his first good game ever. But, um, you know, I, I think you still have to take a, a look at the, the stats and try to make a, a logical decision as well. Otherwise, you're going to run into a brick wall with some of these guys. Yeah, and I think you really, at this point, don't – I mean, matchups matter, but if you have a star player, I think the matchups matter very little. You just play the guys. Like, don't don't bench Russell Wilson. Like, that, that's, that's basically the moral of the story. No, I was going to say, you, and you can say that over and over again. Uh, I mean, Russell Wilson, Carson Wentz, even though he got hurt, he, he, you know, was the leading QB this week, even though he didn't play a full game. I mean, it's that crazy how good he's been. Um, yeah, you will have Brett Hundley, who scored 31 somehow in a terrible game against when they almost lost to Cleveland. But, um, you know, I'm not going to start Hundley over a Russell Wilson or anything crazy like that. So uh, I think this is the point where people people lose their minds a bit, including myself. It's very easy to second-guess yourself when it comes down to one game in order to have a whole playoff uh, thing rest on it. Yep, all I had to do was start the Tennessee Titans defense, and I'd be in the championship next week. So Easy to go on tilt, man. Oh, what can you do? What can you do? All right, I think it's going to do it. We'll be back, what, tomorrow night? We'll record the waiver edition. We'll be recording the episode during the Monday night game, which Jeff has a lot riding on, so... We'll see how yeah. much he's actually paying attention to the actual episode. Probably not. Probably not. I'll be honest. I'm, I have way too many guys going. I'm going to be losing my mind. All right. We will talk to you guys tomorrow. Peace.